Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. As Christians, we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ every day. For some of us, that may be easy to do, but what about when you're at work? Maybe surrounded by those who are neutrally not religious or very openly against Christianity? Is there any way to stay true to your faith at work and represent God well? Well, joining me today to share their insights on living out your faith at work are Dr. Denise Daniels and Shannon Vandewerker. Denise and Shannon co-authored Working in the Presence of God, Spiritual Practices for Everyday Work. So if anyone can help us all become better and more confident in living out our faith at work every day, it will be them. (laughs) So Denise and Shannon, I'm just so glad that you both were able to join me today. Thanks, Jordan. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Well, I will do this. Why don't I give you guys both a little introduction time um, just before we get into everything, because you both have just really, really interesting backgrounds. Um, Let me start. This is Denise. Um, I'm a professor of management at Seattle Pacific University. I've been here for 24 years. And so I research and study a lot about work and (laughs) teach students and and all that kind of thing that you might think professors do. Um, I'm also married and have four kids who are at this point adolescents and young adults. And I am... um... Shannon Vanderwerker. I am um, a writer and a speaker and um, have my hands in lots of different other parts of work. Um, I am a children's literacy advocate, um, so I work with schools and parents um, to help them get um, the best books for their kids and um, work with parents on how to best teach their kids how to read and um and all of those things. And, um, I also am married to a pastor. And so we are very involved with, um, our church locally here in San Diego. Um, and then I have three kiddos, um, two of whom I, um, homeschool part-time. They're at a hybrid school. So they go couple days a week to school and then a couple days a week we're at home. So, um, lots of different pieces of my work. And then, um, uh, Denise and I met when, um, I was living up in Seattle and working, um, for Fuller Seminary, running a work discipleship program for people who, um, were not trained in um, vocational ministry, but who were interested in figuring out the connection between their workplaces and their faith. And so we did a really fun um, program where we had doctors and um, engineers and hairdressers and teachers and you name it, um, lots of different jobs um, coming together to talk about how God was with them at work and how their work was making an impact on the kingdom. Well, and I think it's cool because, I mean, like you said, you talk to so many different people in so many different professions. So I think you'll have hopefully a good answer to this first question where, you know, why do we struggle with finding a place for our faith at work? Because I feel like it, it really doesn't depend on your profession. I feel like pretty much everybody struggles with this. Yeah. Let me, let me try to answer that real quick. Um, I think historically the, the the Greeks did not do us a favor in this in this area. And what I mean by that is that there was a real there was a real notion that that Plato kind of came up with that that really separated the physical world with the important stuff. And so there were these two mm-hmm. spheres. There was the physical, which was kind of mundane and ordinary, and then there was the important things that you think about. And early Christians actually kind of adopted that idea 
And so it became this, this split between the sacred and the secular. And we carry that today. We still carry kind of remnants of that distinction today. Mm-hmm. And so we think about the spiritual as out there, or something that we do on Sunday or something that we think about when we're feeling holy. But then work is different. You know, we're, we're, we have yeah. to get our work done and we're focused on it. And we have a really hard time merging those two spheres. And one of the things that Shannon and I really wanted to do with this book was to help people to think about what does God want us to be doing in our mundane? Because actually God is always with us, always in the right. presence of, of those mundane kinds of details of our lives. And so how do we engage those details? How do we engage our work lives in a way that really is focused on what God wants us to be attending to? Mm. Shannon, do you want to add anything to that? Um, I would just say that I think, um, we also haven't, um, until, I don't know, the past 20, 30 years historically in the church haven't had, um, great models of what an integrated faith and work life looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we don't, when we aren't able to picture what that might look like, it's harder for us to live it out. Um, and I think we've come a long way in um, lots and lots of people seeking how that works, seeking that integration. And um, there now there are good examples of that, but historically throughout church history, that hasn't always been the case. And so, um, I think we're just kind of trying to catch up now. Um, and I think it's becoming easier for people to kind of have that redemptive imagination for what that might look like in their faith. Um, and I think that's, you know, a movement of the Holy spirit and, um, just amazing things are happening with that. Um, but I think because we haven't had these like historical examples to stand on, um, it is harder to kind of figure out how to practically do that. Mm. Yeah. And a, and a big, big reason why for it was founded was what you talked about, how there really is not a great faith and work integration. And, you know, we take it faith, life and work integration, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it's something that is definitely lacking out there. Well, I would love to talk about the book <laughs> that I mentioned earlier, because I think it's just something that, I mean, anyone who's struggling with living out their faith at work, they should definitely put that on their bookshelf, put that on their reading list. Um, I, I would love to know, like what, beyond the study that you guys did, what led both of you to write that book? Yeah. So, um, kind of the, the beginnings of it started, um, in the fellows program that I was working in. Um, the feedback that we were getting was once people kind of understood that God valued their work, that they were created to work, um, that work wasn't an effect of the fall, but it actually, um, was part of the creation and all of those things, um, that kind of head knowledge about the theology of work only got people so far. Um, and what we were finding was that, um, people wanted more. They want, they wanted to know, okay, so how do I actually apply this to my work, say as an engineer? And, um, we just kind of started experimenting. And so we thought, well, what if we pair some classic kind of spiritual practices with work and see what would happen? And it was, 
it, it purely was an experiment. It was like, we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so we were, we challenged, you know, people to do simple things like, um, somehow incorporate scripture in their workplace. Um, you know, engaging in a prayer of examine around their work, things like that. And what we found was that actually people were, um, incredibly impacted and transformed by using some of these classic spiritual disciplines, um, around their work. And so I started speaking around the city about the topic and, um, and it seemed to kind of take with people, people were excited about the concept or the other response that I was getting was that people had been doing that for years. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just kind of in, in the privacy of their own kind of faith that they were, they were doing that, they were integrating it. And so, um, Denise and I started chatting about it and, you know, we said, we think we have something here that there's something, um, to connecting these spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices with the workplace. Um, and so we thought, well, maybe, maybe we'll turn it into a book and see what happens. And so, um, it really was God who kind of took it and, um, and throughout the whole process and, um, being able to publish it and, um, and all of that. Yeah. I would, I would add one other thing, which is, the whole process really was one for me particularly that was very developmental. And so, you know, as a professor, you kind of learn best by teaching. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so for me, this process of writing really was cementing for my own self, some of these practices in a way that was really useful. In other words, God, God was in that pro- process for me personally. And so I don't feel like I came to it with all this expertise of, you know, I've got it down and I'm going to teach other people how to do it. It was much <laughs> more sure. of, I'm going to do these things and it, it, it's really kind of revolutionary. And I want to share that with other people. Mm. So how much of effectively integrating your faith into your time at work is actually a mindset? Yeah, I think that that's actually a great question. I, I think a lot of it is focusing and paying attention to where mm-hmm. God is trying to engage you at your work. And I, I think once you sort of turn that on, turn that sort of expectation that God is going to encounter you at work. You start to see a lot more of the ways that God is encountering you at work. And we try to provide some, some handles for that. We try to provide some very explicit ways that people can, can do that for themselves. So for example, our very first chapter is called liturgy of commute. And, um, the idea was that as people are commuting to work, they can use that time and use even points along the way as they're driving in or taking the train or whatever it might be to focus and attend to uh, a different aspect of prayer or, um, to think about what God might be trying to convey about their upcoming day in a very specific way. Now I have to say that that, um, is a useful tool, but it really has changed in the last three months as people have been home and are for the most part right. not commuting to work, right? Right. But right. there are other ways, there are other handles uh, of ways for, for people to kind of remind themselves or trigger that experience of what is God communicating? How do I see mm-hmm. God's hand? Um, how can I understand God's grace in this moment? And I think I would add that um, when you look at any any spiritual practice, the point of it is not to practice the practice. Mm. The point of it is to, um, train our hearts and our minds and our bodies to be attentive to the presence of God. 
Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's a mindset in that we're training ourselves to live differently, to think differently, to attend to our hearts differently than we normally are apt to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as we engage in those practices over time, it becomes a more automatic thing that, um, that as we, you know, it's like a kid learning how to, um, hit a baseball that the more that the kid practices that the more hits he, he or she's going to get. Um, it's the same thing with, you know, entering into a, a spiritual practice. We practice those things so that our attentiveness can grow mm-hmm. and, um, And then it becomes this kind of dynamic relationship because as our attentiveness grows, we hear different things from God. We engage with God in conversation in different ways than we normally would have. Um, If we were still in the mindset of God doesn't care about my work or God's not in my work or Mm. whatever it might be. Yeah. Now your book, you broke it out into three sections. So you have orienting to work, engaging at work and reflecting at work. Why, why did you pick those three, I guess, buckets? Yeah, that's a good question. As we were, um, kind of going through our list of spiritual practices that we wanted to include, we were finding that, um, each of them kind of fell into, um, three categories. And, um, one of them was how we start work. And so our orienting to work section is all about, um, how we begin the work day, the work week, um, a work project. And we found that actually how we begin something really matters. Um, and we see evidence of that in scripture. Um, and as we were kind of and diving into scripture and these different practices, we found that God cares about that. And so, um, so we wanted to talk about how somebody begins work and then the middle section engaging at work. We really, um, found that's kind of the bulk of our work day. Mm-hmm. Our work week, um, is how we actually engage, um, in our work and, um, the attitudes that we have, the work ethic that we have and all of that. And so there's practices that are centered around that. And then there were practices that we felt like, um, didn't fit into like a time frame, but they were more reflective, um, practices that we could, um, enter into on a more, um, sporadic isn't the word on a, um, just over a longer time frame, perhaps. Over so, a lo- longer time. Frame, yeah. So they're um, not daily necessarily, although they might be. Right. Um, and we found that actually reflecting on work is a really, really helpful practice to then be transformed in our work that if we're not reflecting on how we're working and how we're hearing from God and work, it becomes really hard to actually change the way that we're working and the attitude with which we're working. And so, um, that reflection, reflection section is, um, really 
pivotal for the other sections as well. Jordan, your question is kind of funny to me because we didn't originally have those three sections. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something we struggled else, yeah. with it. And we actually got feedback from a, a publisher that, we, that it wasn't a good organization scheme, whatever it was. And so we went back to the drawing board and tried to figure out mm-hmm. what, what's going on here. What, are, what would be a better way? And so what Shannon just articulated is where we ended. That's so funny. Well, and I think it would be interesting to hear from both of you you know, do you have any kind of like, I guess, personal top tip, let's say for living out your faith at work? Because I mean, I know it is a very personal journey. I mean, everybody's going to have different things that they need to do, but you know, I I would love to hear from both of you. Like, are there just certain things that, you know, anybody could do that could just be really beneficial to them? Um, you know, I I have found, so this is a book of practices. We've got 11 chapters and 11 different practices that people can engage in, in and around the workplace. And what I've found for me is that I don't do all 11, at least not at the same time. And I do different ones in different seasons, depending on what the need Mm. is. And so I was mentioning liturgy of commute earlier. Well, right now I'm not doing that because I'm walking from my bedroom to the, to the, to the, to the next level down. And (laughs) there's just not enough time for that really to be meaningful. (laughs) So that's not, that that practice has kind of gone gone by the wayside these last few weeks. Um, But what has been really helpful for me has been the practice of gratitude and really intentionally reflecting on what am I grateful for right now in this moment in my work. And my work also has spilled over into my family life in a very significant way because I'm working from home. My husband is working from home. We had three children who are schooling from home and it's complicated, right? (laughs) We've got bandwidth issues. We've got people who are needing help and who are interrupting and who, whose noise when they go into the kitchen and get something out of the refrigerator is irritating somebody else who's trying to focus on math or whatever it might be. (laughs) And, um, so it's really a different workplace than it was when I used to come into the office every day and the kids would go to school. Um, and so the practices are different. And so gratitude has been a really important one. Another Mm -hmm. really important one for me has been lament and just recognizing all the things that we have lost and that I am not able to do. Um, and, and those are very real. And God is in the midst of that. You know, you look at the Psalms and the psalmist engages with God oftentimes in lament and frustration. And why is this happening this way? And God is there in that, in that exchange. Yeah. And so that has been another meaningful practice for me now. Um, I, I wouldn't say six months ago that that was a particularly important practice for me. Right. So it right. really just depends on the season and it depends on the circumstances and it depends on what God is trying to do in me and what, what I'm experiencing in that particular moment. Hmm. Yeah, I would add just, um, I think sometimes we get, we can get overwhelmed with, I have to do all of the things all of the time to integrate my faith and work. And, um, that's not the case. Um, just pick one thing, choose one practice to try, you know, for two weeks, a month, um, however long and see what happens. You know, all of this is, um, it's very experiential. And so, um, one person's experience of a practice is going to be widely different than another. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's by design because, you know, God's in relationship with each of us and that conversation that's happening between, um, each of us and the Lord is different. And so don't let it overwhelm you. Um, but 
allow it to be kind of a, a curious adventure that you can take um, mm. to to choose one thing um, and see what happens. Um, I really like what Denise said that these are they're seasonal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, different practices are going to hit different people in different seasons. Um, I would echo that lament for me has been. Um, my number one thing these last few months, um, my work and my husband's work has been wildly disrupted. Um, and in ways that we never thought were possible. Mm Um, and being able to just pour our hearts out and just say, this is really, really hard and painful, um, has been a really good kind of soul cleansing practice for us. Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to, to do that. Um, and, and then for me also in this season, just going back to God's word and allowing God's word to speak truth, um, in the midst of, uh, yeah, work life that's been, um, been changed has been really, really helpful to kind of ground, ground me and, um, connect me to the truth of God in the midst of, um, a season that feels very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, we're, we're all kind of in this very unique position, I guess, where, you know, when we do eventually go back to, I don't think it'll be normal, (laughs) but the new normal, um, you know, we, we kind of stand in this place where we have the opportunity, maybe if you haven't felt really confident about being, you know, faithful to your faith at work, um, you know, or just for whatever reason, it hasn't been a priority. Um, you know, you kind of have this cool opportunity now to come back and make that change. And, you know, you almost in a way, maybe have a clean slate. Um, you know, that's how, that's how I feel about it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's right. It it gives you a chance for a new beginning and to kind of think afresh mm -hmm. about how do I want to engage my faith in the context of my work and what are some ways that, what are some practical ways that I might go about doing that? I think a lot of people think about engaging their faith at work means talking to people about their faith. And that certainly right. might be something God is calling you to do, but it might right. not be. There might be right. all these other kinds of things that God is wanting to do mm-hmm. in you <laughs> as you engage yeah. your faith and mm-hmm. how, how you orient and think about the work that you're doing and how that's serving God, how you think about how you're engaging with other people and serving them. Um, and how you experience God in the midst of all of that. And it, and it's interesting too, because you might even be living out your faith at work and not realize it. That's right. <laughs> you know, you might, you might start to do it and somebody goes, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I knew that, you know, you were a Christian because you had this integrity or you, you know, did this thing this certain way that everybody else was doing it something different, you know? And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something that you might even discover <laughs> when you start to really focus on this. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. And I think too, people people are in a painful place yeah. and that can also be kind of an open door for people to serve in a different way, their coworkers, um, or their clients, um, their customers, whatever, um, kind of relationships that they have at work in different ways. I think pain can kind of open us up to, um, to God in ways that, um, kind of normal, busy life, um, we're a little bit more closed off to. Yeah. 
Well, and I think, I don't know if you guys would, would have an answer for this, but you know, maybe what are some ways kind of touching back to what I just said, where you could actually already be living at your faith, but you don't realize it because it doesn't seem overtly Christian, maybe. Um, it just maybe seems like you're being a good person, but you know, like what are just some maybe popular things that people are doing, can do, you know, that, that also equate to living out their faith? Um, I would say, you know, when we kind of, the words that we use to talk about, um, living out our faith, sometimes mm-hmm. it can feel like this external thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's about who we are, Yeah, that if we are living, um, out who we are created to be, that, that's up to God, that that's up to the Holy spirit. And so I think it takes the pressure off us to feel like I have to live out my faith, um, and puts it onto, I just need to be faithful. Um, I need to be faithful to who God has created me to be. And I need to be faithful to what God's calling me to do. And one day that might be saying something hard, speaking the truth. Um, in a meeting where it's not popular. Um, another day it might be, you know, sitting with a coworker who is having a really hard time and just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't think that there's like a, there's like a pat answer to it. Um, but I would say it kind of is encapsulated in, you know, living out an integrated life and as a, you know, who God has created you to be. Um, as a daughter and as somebody who, um, you know, God has placed in that particular workplace for that particular season. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great answer, Shannon. (laughs) I, um, I was thinking about the question, Jordan, and, Mm -hmm. and I think I was struggling with it a little bit because there's an element of how do I do it in that question? And that's not a bad question, I guess, on its, on the surface, but I think I'm more interested in not how do I do it, but what is God trying to do in me? Mm -hmm. And if I pay attention to that, then I don't need to worry about how do I do it? God is going to do it through me. God is going to be working in me. And that's just going to live itself out in a much more natural way than me looking around and trying to figure out how do I be a Christian here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's much more about what's God paying attention to what God is, is doing and, mm-hmm. and joining in with God in that process, um, yeah. as opposed to trying to kind of go out and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, and unfortunately sharing your faith and, and living out your faith, even if it is something where, you know, you're not going around and quoting Bible verses to people or, you know, just being overtly Christian, you know, use, there are still going to be people who face, you know, some backlash, I guess. Um, so maybe for anybody who's listening, who maybe is worried about either they're going to be scrutinized or, you know, hopefully not, but, you know, maybe even fired over their faith, you know, what, what advice would either one of you have for still keeping your faith a priority, but then also being mindful of their workplace environment? Um, you know, and I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious to see if you guys have any other additional thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's interesting um, trying to think about what are the circumstances where somebody would be um, 
really critically judged on the basis of their faith. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this from a couple of different lenses. I'm actually doing a, a really large-scale research study right now on faith and work. And so I've, uh, with a colleague at Rice University, I've thir- surveyed over 13,000 people in the United States, oh, wow. and we've done about 200 follow-up interviews with people, mm-hmm. um, asking them questions about how they engage their faith at work. And for the most part, we don't see this. We don't see people saying, I'm going to get in trouble because of my faith. It does happen occasionally, but it's really the minority. Much more likely, we're hearing people say, I don't want to tell people anything about my faith because I'm afraid that they're going to <laughs> they're going to be yeah. critical of me. So it's much more of a fear-based orientation than it is re- mm-hmm. any basis in reality of yeah. people being um, you know, persecuted or, or, or fired or having other negative ramifications. Um, on the basis of their faith expression. Um, Mm. What I would say is I would worry much less about how people are going to view you and worry much more about what God is trying to do in you and through you. And so Mm. here we are as God's hands and feet in the workplace. And and what does that look like? And how do we serve other people? How do we do our jobs in a way that honors God and serves our our colleagues and our customers and, and those around us? And I think that's... That, that's a much better way and a much less fearful way, maybe, of attending to this question and trying to figure out um, h- how do I engage in a way that is positive and proactive. Mm-hmm. That was a great answer, Denise. I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. <laughs> well, so as we get ready to wrap up, um, is there anything that either one of you would want to leave the listeners with? The only thing I would add is that I think sometimes we get into this mindset of trying to do it all. And I think this is a very particular woman thing, you know, Yeah, yeah. and and maybe even right now it's worse than ever because we're now homeschooling our children and doing our jobs and keeping our houses clean, whatever it is that we're trying to get accomplished. And I think that that's not what God wants for us. I don't think God's Mm -hmm. desire for us is to be constantly overwhelmed and so even in this domain of trying to engage in spiritual practices, I think sometimes the tendency is to say, I'm just going to do all these things. And I don't think that's helpful or useful or, or really productive at the end of the day. And so I think this is back to one of Shannon's points earlier is try one thing. If you get this book and there's, like I said, 11 chapters, 11 practices, choose one of them. See if there's one thing that you can do that would change your orientation, change your framing, change how you're thinking about your day and your work. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and don't try to do everything. Don't try to do it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would just go back to, um, seeing the purpose behind, you know, why is it that we live out our faith? Why is it that we engage in these spiritual practices, you know, um, that keeping, the attentiveness to God's voice and his spirit kind of at the forefront of our minds and our hearts, um, will be the thing that transforms us. The be that will be the thing that transforms us into people who are, um, faithful to what God's calling us to. And that's the most important thing for us to kind of keep in the forefront of our lives. Hmm. We're glad you joined us for this conversation with Denise and Shannon about how to integrate our faith into our work and be authentic as Christian women in the workplace. For more information about this episode, check out the episode page on our website, forwardwoman.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash podcast. 
please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We appreciate your feedback and want to make sure we continue to feature product topics you're interested in hearing about. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.